This is another message from Glory City Church by Pastor Catherine Renala. For more information, go to glorycitychurch.com.au. Hallelujah. We are growing. Hallelujah. In many wonderful ways. Well, it's so good to have you in church today. Are you happy? Oh, praise God. If you're not, the Holy Spirit knows how to help you. And that's the great news, the wonderful news of the gospel. We had a wonderful time on Friday night. Friday nights are fun. If you haven't been to a Friday night service, you need to try and get to one. Um, We just have just the liberty of just being able to take the time to really press in and go deep. And uh, Pastor Joel and I, we had a, um, a discussion on the mic about what grace is and what grace isn't. And uh, that was actually, I really enjoyed that. It had started in the afternoon. I said, oh, we need to just do this with the church. And it, it, was, um, it was a wonderful time. So you can have a look on live stream if you'd like to look at that. But I was talking a little bit too about, um, you know, we've been, grace has been given to us. The grace is given so that we can be like Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, like Todd White says, we're not doing ministry. We get to be Jesus. And that's, that's the reality of what grace empowers us to be. We get to be like Christ, hooray. And we've been set free. We are set free from sin. We're set free from fear. Thank you, Jesus. This is all things that you get to respond in worship. When revelation comes and you, you go, oh, yay, hooray, Jesus, however you're created to respond, that's legitimate worship. So feel free to make some noise when you hear a revelation that blesses your heart. Hallelujah. Because it's, uh, it's a response that the Father's looking for, actually. It's genuine worship responding to revelation from uh, the Holy Spirit revealing something about Jesus. But the truth is that we are not slaves to condemnation, we are not slaves to shame, we're not slaves uh, to fear, but God is actually looking for us to walk in fullness of joy. In His presence there is absolute joy, fullness of joy. And I've just been meditating uh, just this week on what it means to, to really walk in the joy of my salvation. You know, this is, the, this is a beautiful truth. We know that we, we have the joy of our salvation. But as I've been thinking about that scripture, I've been thinking, Lord, help me to really practically walk it out, experientially understand the fullness of the joy of my salvation. And so I've been looking at, uh, at just different scriptures and just talking with the Lord. And I wanted to share a few things with you uh, today. Psalm 51 verse 10 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. And this reality of the joy of our salvation is so magnificent when we think about it. Thank you, God, because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, I have been set free from my past, from my old life. I've been set free from me. Hooray. 
That's what salvation has done. He has come and He has set me free from me and I have been born again into a family. Just like the song was saying, I've been born again into God's family. I am part of the body of Christ. I have been so totally transformed that my very DNA, my very character and nature, who I am, my identity has been radically transformed. I'm not an improved version of who I was. I am a brand new creation in Christ. Hallelujah. I am as He is in this world. What a remarkable, incredible truth. It's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. And to to meditate on the truth of what He looks like is so amazing. Ephesians chapter 1, that, ba- that beautiful apostolic prayer about having the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. We have our eyes enlightened to know Him so that we can know the hope of our calling, so that we can understand what has actually happened. Because in knowing Him, we discover what He looks like in us. Hooray! And we can get excited for the next person that we're going to meet because the reality is they're not going to meet some troubled person trying to be good, but they're going to meet Jesus of this power that's, that's coursing through my veins. Hallelujah. And he wants you to be aware of it so that you can have confidence by faith to release and manifest Christ in your day-to-day situations, your conversations and your interactions with people. So by faith, He wants you living with an awareness that, hey, I'm not someone that's hoping to be accepted. I am as He is in this world. The next person I meet is not the person that's going to fill me and make me feel all right. I am all right because Jesus has made me free. Hallelujah. And now I get to be a gift and a blessing because His love is poured into me. I get to bless others. And, and the, the mentality shifts. But the Bible talks about having our minds washed by the, are renewed by the washing of the Word. And the, the Lord is wanting us to be continually walking in the light, fully aware and listening to His voice, reading His Word, so that we're not deceived into slipping back into old mentalities, into old thinking, into old ways of, of thinking and living. But God's created us to be, to be uh, knowing the truth of who we are so that we can walk it out. But you know, if you think that you can't be deceived, you are already deceived. And we don't walk around afraid of deception, but I do pray, oh God, give me myself to see so that I can walk in a revelation that in you I live and move and have my being, that I am not, I'm not living this life with Christ in me in my own strength, but I am fully dependent on Him and fully alive in Him. And I, as I yield to Him, He is able to be magnificent through me. Hallelujah. But I require, I need God. I need God. I I didn't just need Him once to change me. I need Him to live and breathe and have my being. And I need a revelation of how much I need Him because if I understand that, then I will take full advantage of the strength and the joy that He wants to continually pour into my heart. But if I think I'm rich and full and have need of nothing, then I, then I just miss out 
on the fullness of joy. God is looking for me to partake of the table that he spreads before me, the banqueting table he's laid before me in the presence of my enemies. He wants me to wake up and not, not feel um, like a victim, but actually partake of this table that he's put in front of me in every situation I'm walking through. He wants me to know that I have need and he is my need filler who will fill me to overflowing with all his fullness. He meets all of my needs according to his riches in glory. But I have a part to play in it. And that I have to pre proactively saying, yes, God, you are the one I need. You are my hope. You are my helper. And the Holy Spirit has been given as our helper. Hallelujah. Even that scripture in Psalm 51 was talking about the Holy Spirit. And, you know, a, a key that I think is so important to walking in the joy of our salvation is to walk in a revelation of the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Because it's in His presence that there's fullness of joy and the Holy Spirit is with me all the time. But He's jealous to help me. And you know, so often we, we don't understand the character of God. We need to be aware that the Holy Spirit wants to help us far more than you've actually ever laid hold of His help. He wants to help you in all all of your troubles. He wants to help you in your day-to-day -day walk in everything. He wants to be acknowledged, not because he's got some ego thing where I need to be acknowledged. He is jealous to help you because he knows that what he has for you, the life that he wants to show you and lead you in and give you is far more wonderful than anything you could ever come up with. He's jealous to help me. And I've just been, as I've been meditating on this whole joy of my salvation, you know, the only way I really know how to communicate to God is just to be utterly real. He's so good. Our God is so good, but He loves it when we get real with Him. Um, I want to show you this, this verse here in uh, James chapter 3, verse 17. It says here, but the wisdom that's from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. God's wisdom is amazing. Hallelujah. We've been talking about getting back to the raw and the real. Hallelujah. The, the original. If you look at God's original plans, they are so full of wisdom and they work. Hallelujah. God's original plan for marriage works. Hallelujah. You can try and distort it and do what you like, but it's the wisdom of God that works. Hallelujah. And um, this, but wisdom, it says here, is, is first pure. It's peaceable. It's gentle. It's willing to yield. And it's this word, it's this word yield that God's really been speaking to me about. Lord's looking for us to, He wants us to experience fullness of joy. He wants us to experience the joy of our salvation on a daily basis, but it's going to require us to walk in union with Him. And for us as the bride of Christ to walk in union with God, we've got to understand the power of yielding. What it means to yield to God. You know, sometimes I shared uh, last week 
that I had a dream a little while back about these flying foxes nesting in a tree. And, you know, the Holy Spirit was speaking to me about sometimes lies can nestle into my heart that I'm not even aware of. And yet when God shows me, He just waits for me to yield it to Him so that I can partake by faith in the magnificent privilege of divine exchange. You see, when we have pain, when we have whatever goes on in our life, we have to recognize that I am no longer alone. I am not required to figure this out and be brave and just get through it. I can rely on the Holy Spirit to comfort me in all of this. And if I'm really gonna walk in the joy of true fellowship with God, He is looking for deep intimacy. He is looking for us to freely and fully yield everything to Him so that we can experience the life and life more abundant He wants to give us, the fullness of joy that He really wants us to walk in. But it requires transparency and it requires a yieldedness. Now, I was, um, I was just talking with the Lord recently and, and I was just expressing to Him some of the, the things that were going on in my heart. You know, as you know, I'm a bit of a verbal processor and praise God, God's the only one that can really understand me. You know, I have a wonderful husband. I've got amazing friends and family. But anyone that is human can only help me from the outside. They can, I can do my best to explain what's going on, but they are only able to help me from an outside perspective. But the Holy Spirit can heal me from the inside out. He is the only one that really completely gets me. And it, it's, that's the way He is. He's jealous to hold that place in our heart. When we are looking to everybody else to try and fix us, the Holy Spirit's there going, I'm the one that knows you. And I'm the one that's for you. And I want to be your comforter in this situation. Hallelujah. And um, so I was thinking just about, there was a situation that came up and I was just feeling a little rejected over it. And I, and I thought it bothered me that I was, it was bothering me. And, you know, it's natural when something painful happens, it's natural to feel some hurt. But I, I, I began to talk to the Lord about it. And I, I suddenly remembered and thought about a time back when I was, oh, I think, probably just a teenager. And my parents had come over. My mum and dad were divorced when I was about four. And, um, and they both remarried and both had other children. I have two sisters called Alison. I've got, I've got brothers and sisters all over the place, or half, or half brothers and sisters. Um, but my mum my and dad had myself and my brother and then, and then divorced. So these two couples were together, getting together, and they were talking about their will. And I overheard it, and they were saying, um, so mum and her new husband were saying, well, we have a responsibility to take care of you know, our children. And, and my dad and his new wife were saying, well, we have a responsibility to take care of our children. And all of a sudden, I sort of realized, I'm part of a family that doesn't exist. And this rejection just came in. They were arguing over who had to take, who had to take responsibility for us in their will. And while I, I understand that as an adult, I was, you know, as a child back then, I probably wasn't understanding the fact that they were getting together 
showed that they cared that somebody should take care of us. But all I interpreted it as, as a teenager was, I'm, I'm an inconvenience that it's a pity that we exist because we're sort of the family, the children of the family that just didn't work, the family that didn't exist. And this, this rejection sort of just settled into my heart. And praise God, He is so kind. You know, I'd read the Word of God. I read in um, Psalm 27, when your mother and father forsake you, I will take care of you. Oh, so good. And you know, they haven't forsaken me. I, I honor my mom and my dad, but that word spoke so deeply to my heart. It was so precious. But just recently, the Holy Spirit reminded me of this again, and I began to talk to him about it. And I just said, Lord, that this, this recent rejection, that, that, that hurt a little bit, that hurt God. And I, you know, I'm sorry I've reacted to that. And I just began to process it with him. And I yielded it to him deliberately. I said, Lord, I just yield that to you, that pain. I yield it to you because you said that, um, you know, that you, for my former shame, pain and disgrace, you'll give me double recompense. And you said you want to comfort me in all of my distress. So Father, I just yield that pain to you. And as I did, I felt the comfort of the Holy Spirit filling me like a warm I can't even explain it. There was a warmth that just filled the depth of my soul. And it was so beautiful. And it was beyond the knowledge that I know that, yes, God will take care of me. It was deeper and it was more glorious. And the joy that I then entered into was, was even deeper and more glorious because I had, it was another way for me to become more intimate with God. He knew about me and I knew about me, but when I actually yielded my stuff, it was my opportunity to allow the Holy Spirit to be my comforter and it brought me into an, another, uh, another level of intimacy. And for us to walk in the joy of our salvation, we've got to learn how to yield at every moment because the Holy Spirit doesn't want you carrying anything that's going to weigh you down, anything that is going to rob your joy, any little fox that might try and steal the joy of your salvation. The Holy Spirit wants to come and give you what nobody else can give. And, he, and, and the, the beauty of it is not only does He heal you, not only does He restore you, He brings you into a deeper level of the joy of fellowship with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You know, in a, uh, in a normal relationship, we, we, we grow close by being vulnerable to each other and we, by, by intimacy. And in the, in the kingdom of God, it's only in yielding that we actually receive. Hallelujah. Because as we yield to Him, He's able then to give us what He wants. And uh, so for many of us, I believe the Spirit of God is jealously longing to help you in ways that you've not even thought of. You know, sometimes when we're in a wilderness season, we, we, are, we can cry out to God and be very vigilant about seeking His face because we've got nothing else. But, but no matter what season you're in, the Holy Spirit is jealous jealous, jealous, jealous to be there to help you in your day-to-day -day life. And He's looking for us to recognize the longing and the cry inside of our hearts. Amen? Many of you have heard my testimony, but I, um, I share that just as when I was about 23, 
I was a new bride and um, I had, I'd found this wonderful man, Tom, wherever he is, hallelujah. Still a wonderful man, gets lovelier all the time. And, um, but I had this deep-seated fear that he might die. Now, as a 23-year-old bride, that it, was, it was an irrational fear, but it was based on the fact that, wow, finally I got someone that's committed to marry me and to, to be with me till I die. And then I thought, what happens if he does die, you know? Like he signed this piece of paper saying he's going to love me till he dies. And so, you know, I, I couldn't actually enjoy the joy of our marriage because I was afraid of what, would, what bad thing might happen. And so often people are not able to experience the joy of their salvation because they have these nagging fears trying to rob them of the joy. The thief comes to steal. He comes to kill and he comes to destroy. But God comes to give you life and life more abundant. Hallelujah. But, you know, as I was um, going to a meeting, and, and I'm very excited about this conference coming up because I believe that people are going to experience incredible encounters with God as we set time aside to really let the Spirit of God minister to us. It's going to be amazing. Um, and it was in that sort of setting that, that this happened. But I was going along to this special meeting. And I just set, began to talk to the Holy Spirit. It was a bit of a new um, experience for me. I didn't even really know very much about interacting with the Holy Spirit. But I said to, I said to the Holy Spirit, um, would you set me free from this ganglion tumor I had on my wrist? It was just benign, but annoying. I said, could you heal that, please? And... Um, and I said, could you teach me about the falling down thing? Because I wasn't quite sure about that. I just, you know, I didn't know whether they just did courtesy drops or, you know, I didn't know what it was, where they push you. But I, I really wanted to know. So I said, Holy Spirit, the Bible tells me you're my teacher, so please teach me about this falling down business. And, um, and then I said, and um, while we're at it, uh, could you set me free from this nagging fear that I have that my husband will die? And that, that was it. I didn't know that it was the tip of a big iceberg of all the stuff that I'd been through, but it was what I could see. And when you see something that's bothering you, if instead of just sucking it up and managing and getting along, you'll actually allow the Holy Spirit, you'll yield it to Him and say, help Holy Spirit, here it is, I yield this fear, I yield this pain to you. Then He's able to come in and do what He loves to do and be your comforter. Hallelujah. And so I didn't realize what I was doing, but I was yielding this fear to God. And that night, God did such a powerful work of deliverance. I don't have the time to share the fullness of my testimony here, but I was set free that night. God did such an amazing work. And I've learned since that time that whenever I can identify something that's going on on the inside that's bothering me, that's stealing, that's robbing the joy of my salvation, that instead of living with it, the Holy Spirit is jealous to help me. You can rationalize it, you can get by, you can do well, but if you will actually yield to the Holy Spirit, you'll begin to enter into a dance with God that is so beautiful.
that you'll begin to be able to walk without fear, without shame. You'll begin to able to walk in a way where you actually can be happy. You know, have you ever walked around and sort of thought about your life and, and yet not been fully happy? Well, that's just your opportunity to ask the Holy Spirit to identify you. What is it that's bothering me? What's going on? And if you let Him show you, if you let Him just reveal things, the moment you yield it to Him and say, okay, yes, I yield that to you, He's able to come in and just shine His light and bring a comfort that will dispel all the doubt, all the fear and show you the truth. Hallelujah. That that's not who you are. That's not your identity. The truth is that you are now healed. You are, you are clean. You are pure. Your motives are sweet. By faith, you receive His comfort. You receive His joy, just like you receive salvation. You don't need me to pray for you to, to be able to receive salvation. You need by faith to be able to receive the salvation of God when you give Him your sin, when you give Him your life. By faith, you get saved through the grace of God. In the same way, your fears are not something that is externally, uh, that's, that's internally needing to be delivered when you are born again. But you, you have an opportunity when there's pain comes, when there's fear comes, to yield it to God and say, Lord, here it is. And by faith, I receive your light and your truth and your comfort. Come in and help me. And He does. Hallelujah. And this is how we walk in faith. Hallelujah. We walk free from fear. We walk free from sadness. We walk free from the little foxes that want to spoil the joy of your salvation. What does it feel like to actually walk around completely joyful, unafraid of what the future might hold? I'd like to put to you that a lot of believers don't experience that on a daily basis. Why? Because they haven't understood the riches of the inheritance that God has given to them. They haven't understood the joy of their salvation. Your privilege as a born-again believer is that you are no longer a slave to fear. The enemy wants to tell you that you are. But the Holy Spirit wants to tell you that, no, that's not who you are. Let me come and fill you with joy. Let me come and comfort you in that pain. That pain is real. That fear is real. But I am your comfort and I am far greater. Hallelujah. But if you just want to manage on your own, you are, you're welcome to do that. And you know, that's how a lot of us live. We, we live managing until things get really serious and then we may, might seek some help. Why would we do that when the Holy Spirit is actually wanting us to engage in life and life more abundant? I am on a quest at this moment to really live out the joy of my salvation. I want to day by day, moment by moment, experience what that looks like, the riches of what that looks like. I want to wake up thinking about what it looks like for me to be saved today. What does it look like for me to have been set free from my motives in my heart to have been washed clean and replaced with the very motives of Jesus? Ah! 
That's a happy thought. You know, actually, as a born-again believer, if you ask God, what do I really want? You'll discover something glorious. What you really want is not what the enemy might try and tell you. You're ambitious, you're this, you're that, da, 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 da. If you actually ask the Holy Spirit, what do I really want? I'd like to show, I'd like to tell you that the Holy Spirit wants to reveal to your heart that you now have a pure motive because the Spirit of God lives in you and you want to live like Jesus. You want to please Him. You want to bless Him. That's who you are. That's actually the truth. Hooray. That's a very happy thing. And that's a great starting point to live out of. Oh, thanks God that now my motive is to please you. And I don't have to strive to do that. You've given me the faith that you say pleases you. So what's that going to look like today? How do you want that exercise today? What good works have you laid up in advance for us to do today, God? Hallelujah. What does today look like in you and you in me and I in you? And today, what does the joy of my salvation look like? How can I experience it? How can I tangibly walk it out and know it? I don't want any one of you living lower than the joy that you have been called to. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. It's not a theory. It's not a philosophy. It's tangible and waiting to be eaten. You know, you can go um, and, and look at some nice food and appreciate, oh, that would be very good food. But unless you actually eat it, you don't really get the full experience. I believe many believers have not had the full experience of what it is to know the joy of their salvation. He wants you to be fully aware and fully awake so that you can fully partake and enjoy it. I'm a poet and I didn't know it. He wants to fill you with the fullness of His presence. In His presence, there's fullness of joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So why live on a partial strength? If you find yourself battling with a dread, a spirit of dread that would try to hang around and rob you from actually enjoying the moment, then you need to yield up that pain, yield up that fear to the Holy Spirit and allow Him to show Himself as strong as He wants to be in your life. He knows the battle going on in your brain. He knows the battle going on around you. And He's simply waiting for you to ask for help. It's a principle you can see all the way through the Word of God. I'm reading my way through a chronological uh, read-through, listening on the audio Bible. And, but every time the Israelites went out to battle, if they were going to succeed, they'd ask God for help. And you know, a lot of the time we just forget to ask God for help. God is looking to be our helper in a tangible and very real way in everything we do. Proverbs chapter 3 says, in all of, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all of your ways acknowledge Him. You know, we can know that. We can quote that. 
But if you actually start to live it, you get to enter into joy. You get to enter into real fellowship. Fellowship that you're not trying hard to have, but fellowship that you're actually enjoying and tangibly walking out. I like to, I like to um, take time to just think about the reality that the Holy Spirit himself is standing right beside me, that he's with me, just to become aware of his presence moment by moment. Hallelujah. That I'm not doing this life on my own as, as an ambassador sent from a distant country and separated and only able to communicate via email or, you know, that, that's not the sort of ambassador I am. I am an ambassador of Christ, but the reality is Christ is in me. I'm not, I'm not on some distant outpost struggling to get along and, and sending notes back for, for urgent message, please send help. The helper is here. And we need to change our thinking. Instead of sending messages, please help. Help God with an attitude of, you know, you're over there and I'm here. You need to intervene. You need to change your thinking to recognize that He's not separated from me. He's in me and moving in me. And now His help is immediately with me. We do this together. Hallelujah. And He's waiting to engage with you. He's waiting to have intimacy with you. You could be in a marriage relationship and not sharing deep, intimate things. And, and while you are technically married, you are not experiencing deep intimacy. How much more is it with, with our relationship with God? If we are not openly dialoguing with God, talking with Him, I find I've got to get outside. I've got to get away from the phones and the iPads and the computers and everybody, I've got to get away from all of that so I can just dialogue with God, talk with God, one-on-one -on -one quality time. I need to do that every day but for me personally. But as I do it, as I actually talk to Him about what I'm thinking, as I, as I talk, listen, let Him talk back to me and, and tell me what He's thinking, what's on His heart, I get led in intercession that I hadn't even thought of. I find myself praying for people that suddenly He's putting on my heart and I get to engage in powerful intercession and warfare when I wouldn't have even come up with that on my own. And I get to engage with God in a way that as I yield up all my thoughts, all my concerns, all my pain, we have not because we ask not. And half the time we forget to ask about all the stuff and we manage on our own. I, I want to put to you, life more abundant is really glorious when you give up managing on your own. When you actually allow Him to come in, He is the ultimate micromanager. And it's a good thing in that he wants to manage all the little stuff and all the big stuff and he wants to do it with you. But he stands beside us, walks with us, watches us agonizing, watches us trying to talk to other people to find solutions. And he stands there jealously going, I would really love it if you would share your heart with me because I so want to fill you with joy. I want to fill you with hope. I want to give you my thoughts. I want to share my, my plan. I've got a, a way of escape for you in every situation. I've got everything you need and I'm jealously waiting for you to ask me 
for you to acknowledge me, to recognize you don't have to live like an orphan. You don't have to live like an emissary that's been sent away, but you can live as my bride with me, as one with me, not doing life on your own, but doing it in me. Hallelujah. I hope this is helping you because I know the Holy Spirit wants to help you. And I, I keep seeing these numbers and I, I, I didn't sort of know what to, to make of it. I tried to look up a whole bunch of scriptures, didn't see anything. So then finally, I asked the Holy Spirit. And he said, I want you to look at John eleven eleven. So I did. And as I looked at it, it said that my friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. And when I looked up the word Lazarus, Lazarus means God is helper. And the Holy Spirit was saying to me, I am trying to get your attention to wake you up to the truth. And he will talk to you in all different ways to try and get your attention. I want you to wake up to the truth way more than you've ever asked for help. I want to ask you today, will you let the Holy Spirit help you? Will you engage in a fellowship with Him that will actually allow you to begin to walk in the fullness of joy? The Holy Spirit wants to wake you up and get you walking in resurrection power, to wake you up from the dead. Hallelujah. To wake you up from, from a, a sleep that puts us and numbs us into conforming to the pattern of the world and instead be transformed by the Holy Spirit speaking to us, engaging with us through the Word of God, through dialogue with Him and through physically glorious, spiritually comforting us and healing us. Hallelujah. He is so good. It's a simple message, but I really believe that the Spirit of God is looking for us to be a powerful people, fully aware, fully awake, and walking in the joy of our salvation. Amen? No, I, I believe that the Spirit of God is manifesting Himself in ways greater than we've ever seen before. This day that we're living in is so powerful. And the Holy Spirit is waiting for us to recognize that we're not giving it a go, but we are, we are as He is in this world. He is with us and He is moving in great power. Hallelujah.